listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and Well, happy snow day to you, uh, Kevin McCullough, digging out myself as uh, well as you do. But did you go vote uh, in uh, uh, Long Island today? If uh, that race for Congress is in your area, I want to make sure that you exercise your constitutional options and uh, and obligations. Uh, But we've got a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about Israel. We're going to talk about um, migration. It's going to be a rough hour. But we need to address these things. Stay with us. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. And uh, I, you know, there's so much to get into. Uh, we've we've touched on a little bit over the last couple of days uh, some of the uh, bigger stories. But today there is an election, uh, and um, you, those of you that have the special obligation to fill this special seat, I hope that you'll take that responsibility seriously and vote for a candidate that reflects your conscience and your choice i was asked about that and some other things on a big appearance this morning on the morning show on real america's voice uh, news and uh, thought you might enjoy a little give and take with <laughs> with the guys david brody formerly of cbn uh, dr gina loudon and um, they call him terrence uh, all started my day off here's how it went in another court action yesterday president trump's lawyers filed an appeal at the Supreme Court asking them to pause the ruling from a federal appeals court that ruled that Trump can be prosecuted for official acts he made as president. And all of these court cases that Trump and his team are handling are right in the middle, of course, of election season, days away from the South Carolina primary. It's a lot to handle all at one time, but if anybody is up for it we all know who that is that is djt but somebody else that's up for a very busy campaign season is kevin mcculloch he's host of that kevin show kevin thanks for joining us today kevin let's uh let's whack-a-mole court case uh, version here in different parts of the country trump and his team trying to take on each of them at the same time this is part of the plot against Donald Trump, it seems, to keep him off the campaign trail where he, where he gathers crowds into the tens of thousands while Joe Biden hides in the East Wing and um, eats ice cream and hides from uh, any co- sort of mental competency tests. Right, Kevin? <laughs> well, good morning, and thanks for having me back. Yeah, he's hiding. Uh, in fact, uh, you may have heard this weekend there was a little football game they played out in Vegas. Yeah. And it's a longstanding tradition that the sitting president sits with the uh, top anchor of the network that hosts the game. In this case, it would have been the very harsh and cruel and mean-spirited right-winger named Nora McDonald um, of <laughs> CBS News. And uh, they would have had to have endured very, very serious and tough and hard questions like, um, w- why did you put the sensitive documents in the garage next to the Corvette and the oil spill. Uh, I mean, it would have really been uh, such a tough, tough thing for him to have to endure the grilling that I'm sure CBS news was prepared to give him. And yet, and yet in the midst of all of this, even that is deemed as too much. And the white house had to pull out. Now this is the second time that that's happened in the history of the modern era with the super bowl and the president. The first time it happened was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a bad sign. When you have Jim Carville, who of course was classic Clinton pollster and right. Democrat pundit for years, when you have him saying this is bad, you know it's not going well for the White House. Yeah. That was a very impressive by the way. Very good one. Yes, that was. Good. It was impressed. quick but to the point. Yes, for sure. Uh, all right, so Kevin, uh, not that you're obviously uh, not to put your lawyer hat on here or anything. Not that there is a lawyer hat that you would, I guess, put on at this point. But let's talk about the legal strategy here. Is this kind of slow walking a little bit? I mean, the whole point is to, here's the point. Will any of these trials, especially the federal ones, even come to fruition and to have any sort of uh, finality before the 2024 election? Uh, I'm, I'm sensing no. And here's what's interesting. As I was talking to some legal folks, they were saying, in essence, that if these cases are not wrapped up by 2024 and Trump is president, 
he would appoint an attorney general who at that point, since all federal prosecutors uh, go uh, are under the attorney general, the attorney general will then stop those prosecutions dead in their tracks if Trump were president. It's interesting, and no, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I've talked to many of them on TV, um, and I will tell you that what they have been telling me for the last two years is that, um, A, they don't expect any of these cases to be actually at trial by the time the elections happen in November, and if you see what's gone on, particularly in the uh, D.C. case, you are seeing kind of an odd legal strategy by Jack Smith. He's the one that actually went to the Supreme Court to ask to get a summary judgment on the immunity case. Of course, the court kicked it back down to the D.C. court, which is more favorable to uh, Jack Smith's uh, viewpoints. Um, but now the president has done what he has every right to do and is asking the Supreme Court to weigh in on this because there's a there's a large constitutional matter here that's never been that's never been decided in any way except for the two courts lower than the Supreme Court at this at this point in time in this case. So yeah. the constitutional questions loom. In the meantime, you have the actual judge who said, you know what, this case is suspended indefinitely pending the outcome of all of this other stuff that's related to it. You mentioned, Dr. Gene mentioned the uh, Georgia case. Uh, Fannie Willis could not have flamed out and burned out any better if somebody had been trying to get her uh, to do so. Uh, and it's all unforced mm -hmm. errors on, on her part. Uh, nobody told her to hire her boyfriend. Nobody said to, um, you know, use exorbitant amounts of taxpayer funds to go on fancy trips and to do all this. And nope, nobody certainly advised him to, to put it in documentation like receipts and other things. So they've, that's all stuff that they've kind of brought on through their own actions and their own choices. The other stuff, you know, you've got the civil cases in New York. They've kind of run the, the gamut of what they're going to run. I think both of them are actually going to be overturned. And then you've got this interesting problem with the Mar-a-Lago case, and that is that if what Donald Trump did was a felony to the nth degree, I mean, disqualifying in nature in terms of its seriousness, then what the heck was that report about Joe Biden last week where you yeah. actually have the, the special counsel saying he's too old and feeble and uh, uh, incapable of even recalling things for us to be able to take him to trial. I mean, this is the kind of thing that death row inmates get after they've been in death row for like 60 years. And yeah. like, no, he's just too feeble and dumb. We have to let him go. Uh, that's kind of the, the process that they've applied to him. And when you consider the fact that it's almost identical to, to Donald Trump's situation, oh, and by the way, several yeah. other situations that they saw, yeah. mm -hmm. when you consider that and the fact that they're saying he can't have enough mental wits to, to stand trial for that, why should we let him be anywhere near the nuclear arsenal? No, it's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, da uh, David, well, <laughs> send coffee. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, there's a big election uh, in New York happening today. That seat was vacated after George Santos was expelled. It's being filled today in a special election in New York, but the weather isn't cooperating. Kevin, about 30 seconds to you. Well, I think it's going to be interesting. We do have a blanket of blizzard that just hit us last night, and lots of schools are closed. I think it's going to be a lower-than-expected turnout, which was already going to be somewhat low. Um, I do think it's going to be close. I think the Republican has a chance. I think uh, when you have a Republican who behaves badly in the position before, it also hurts the next candidates. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, but it should be an interesting kind of down-to-the-wire type of race. All right, Kevin. Thank you. All right. So they asked. All right, so they asked for my opinion. I gave it to them. <laughs> there we go. From America's uh, Real Voice uh, this uh, morning uh, on REV. And by the way, if you have not voted in the Swazi Pillip race, you need to get out and cast your vote uh, because you could actually um, do something helpful for the cause of what you believe in. If you believe that gender theory and uh, other things shouldn't be in public schools. You got to vote for the candidate that will do what she can to take that out of public schools. You got to vote for the candidate that is going to do the things that you're seeking for. All right. Uh, coming up, we've got a very interesting conversation with a woman who has just returned from Israel. And I want to pick her brain on everything related to that. Uh, Gloria Garces joins me next here on Kevin McCullough Radio. Live, in concert, one night only, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes at Carnegie Hall, Sunday evening, February 25th at 7, with True North Symphony Orchestra and Worship Choir. Tickets are on sale now at carnegiehall.org. Yes. 
Don't miss this historic night of worship, February 25th at Carnegie Hall, with Carrie Job and Cody Carnes performing their greatest worship songs like Forever, I Am Not Alone, The Blessing, and many more. Join Carrie Job and Cody Carnes Sunday evening, February 25th at 7. Get your tickets before they sell out at CarnegieHall.org. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then, we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176. And together, we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Does elder care or state law ever confuse you? Does me. That's why I'm glad Mike Connors is available to answer your question every Thursday on Kevin McCullough Radio. Just send him your question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call 718-238-6500. You can get your questions answered here on Kevin McCullough Radio. And he will also uh, answer them on his show, Ask the Lawyer. That's Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 and FM 102.3, The Mission, WMCA. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, the answer we are proud proud to serve to serve our country to serve our local communities to wear the uniform to be a soldier to serve abroad when and where duty calls we are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend to serve to fight we're always ready we're always there we are the new york army national guard sponsored by the new york army national guard you're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. 
breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us uh, from Times Square in New York. And I am very excited to introduce my next guest uh, because uh, by a series of serendipitous uh, steps a number of years ago, the two of us were able to work together on a film project. And out of that has grown a friendship that I uh, am very thankful for. And she is very busy tearing up everything in her path from Super Bowls to a policy in the Middle East and anything else that she can get her hands on. You you want to be around this, uh, this cyclone of energy and enthusiasm because when you have gotten to spend time with Gloria Garces, you know that your life has uh, benefited from that. Uh, she is the CEO and president of her company, Nonagon Enterprises, and she joins us now. Gloria, welcome. Hello, Kevin. I mean, with that intro, who wants anything else? I think we can end the show now. I can record it, tape it, post it on social media. We're done. There you go. There you go. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, you just saw the one they held in Kansas City. Wasn't uh, quite like the one that you guys had in Miami, but what was your takeaway? You know, don't say anything, but I did not see it. (laughs) Yes, I decided not to watch the Super Bowl this year. It was kind of I just been. I Were you just rebelling against the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, uh, uh, nonstop you know, craziness. Honestly, I said I am going. You know, I had other plans for Super Bowl afternoon or evening, yeah. and everybody hates me for it. They're like, "How is it possible? <laughs> not, how can you not watch the Super Bowl?" But I said, "You know what? We have great recaps. I'll see everything tomorrow morning." There you go. There you go. <laughs> that project when you when you were. When you were on that, that that was like two years of your life to set up that game, wasn't it? Yeah. So usually, when you work for the host committee in the city, it's a three year contract. I came wow. in a little a little later, and that's something most people don't know about, right? How the NFL actually does do great work, and every city that hosts a Super Bowl gets beautifully impacted by the work of the NFL and what they're able to to mobilize with the individual host committees in the cities. I mean, there's capital improvement projects in schools and parks. There's work for uh, small businesses. We had in our Miami Super Bowl, we also had um, a whole environmental initiative with the water in the oceans and on the, in the Everglades, which is where we get most of our drinking water. So it was a big awareness um campaign and we did sure. other cleanups and things like that around that and then we had a no sex trafficking campaign where we united over 300 nonprofit organizations and police and different you know agencies governmental agencies to help curtail what happens around major sporting events which is it's pretty sad no I, it is and i remember that you made that a plank of what you guys worked on and it was and it was um remarkable because none of the other cities to that point had had made that uh statement uh, particularly in the fashion the boldness with which you guys did so i was thankful to uh, see all of that and it's true uh, as my listeners and viewers know we've helped liberate 4200 slaves in the last uh, uh, five years and we continue to press forward with that work with christian solidarity international but it's such such an important thing um i have so much i want to talk to you about because aside from the geopolitical stuff that you're involved in and the and the corporate stuff that you're involved in you also have a tremendously passionate support for the nation of israel and i don't remember all of your story but i know there's some personal connection involved in all of this but um you have been one of the few bold enough people to go over there since october 7th and kind of get an assessment for yourself of where things are at and speak with the people that are on the ground um let's let's focus on that for a little bit what is the current condition that you saw with your own eyes in israel right now so one of the things before going to israel you know i have been to israel a few times before and i guess a big fear i had was okay what am i going to encounter you know you've been to israel many times before whether you know you've been on pilgrimages or you've you've been actually just to visit israel tel aviv and how beautiful and vibrant it is i was a little worried you know what am i going to encounter i didn't go soon you know too too soon after october 7th i was there a few a couple of weeks back so it had been over 100 days since since the attack um but it was to me two things 
were very impressive. One is that the resilience of the Israelis continues to prevail. I mean, it is amazing to see how people are still going out. They're still, you know, going to dinner. They're living their life. And I asked, I asked a couple of people, I said, you know, is it odd? Is it strange for you to see the restaurants full? Again, right? Because for a couple of months, they weren't. And she told me, you know what? I think everyone, little by little, even though we are mourning constantly and we're mourning inside, we made it a point to live our lives. Because if we don't live, they win. And I thought that was very interesting how, you know, regardless of the fact that the alarms are still sounding, the missiles are still being sent, you know, while I was there, I heard the Iron Dome intercept five different Hamas missiles close to Tel Aviv, where I was at. So you heard that, you know, I never had to go into a bomb shelter the whole time I was there. I was there for a week. I didn't have to go into a bomb shelter. But it is something that continues to happen, you know, day in and day out. They're going to work. They have to sometimes go into into the to the bomb shelter, into the room, um, and have to stop their work, have to stop their day. If you're driving, you have to stop and, and, and follow protocol. So, Regardless of the fact that that is the current reality, they chose, they choose and continue to choose to live. And that is something beautiful. It is beautiful about the Israeli people, something I think we all could learn. Um, on the other hand, I think one of the things that impacted me was being able to go to the areas that were attacked by Hamas, actually walk uh, one of the kibbutz. I went to Berry, which is one of the kibbutz in the border, and talked to one of the residents. She walked us around, told us all the horrific, horrific stories. And, you know, you're there and you're listening, you're hearing the mortars, you know, because in Gaza, it's less than a kilometer away. So you're hearing it at the, at first, you know, you jump. And then you start getting used to it. And after you're there for about 45 minutes and you're hearing another mortar and you don't flinch, then you understand why is it that Israelis are able to live the way they live? Because for years, they've gotten conditioned in a way to be uh, to be constantly attacked by missiles. What they had never seen was the terrible attack, uh, the, the kind of attack that they were subject to on October 7th and 8th, because it went on more than one day. Right. And, um, and to me, it is still hard for me to sleep. Since I came back from seeing that, from and mind you, these were areas that were already clean. The blood wasn't there. Bodies weren't there. But it was just, it's so horrific. And to hear the stories, it's, it's mind-boggling, Kev. Um, we're speaking with Gloria Garces, who is the uh, CEO and president of Nonagon uh, Industry. And uh, she is doing a great job on so many different levels. But because of her unique passion for israel and her opportunity to be there uh, just recently we've talked with a lot of people that have been there in and out since the attack uh, but i wanted i want to continue to bring you updates on how things are going because i feel like it is important that the west not uh lose lose sight of what the target is here it is easy for us as the west to become distracted and forget completely about the horrific events of 10-7 um, but as they were with 9-11, they should be memorialized and remembered for many, many generations to come because uh, it, people that choose to not learn lessons from history tend to repeat it. And we don't want that to happen ever again. All right, Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here. My name is Imran Ansari and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to 
to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. The words you are about to hear are taken from letters sent in by members of the Trinity Debt Management Program. Dear Trinity, today I'm making my final credit card payment. Before I came to you, I was in a constant state of anxiety and panic, but now there is hope for my family's financial future. Working with Trinity made me understand that I'm not alone. You really do help people. Your kindness will never be forgotten. Without Trinity's support, I would not have achieved my lifelong goal of becoming debt-free. We saved a lot on interest and penalties, of course, but the reward was the gift of human kindness. Trinity has carried me through a very difficult time in my life. You're amazing. I used to feel so anxious and hopeless. Now I feel grace and peace. God bless Trinity as you continue to help others become debt-free. If credit card debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Imagine yourself being a young girl, let's say 10 years of age, when raiders come into your village, kill your parents, and march you off into a place you've never been before. They've done this and repeatedly raped you, sexually assaulted you, traded you with other people, and then told you that the rest of your life would be served as a slave to a slave master to do his bidding in whatever way he demands it. That's the true life story of South Sudanese women who were taken as prizes of war during the Sudanese Civil War. And they are the slaves we have been bringing home the last several years. And today, one needs your help right now. $250 brings this young girl home. 800-222-5909 to call now. That's 800-222-5909 or go to WMCA.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the MySlippers, the Giza Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0, and more. But some great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent and still provide that cushiony, soft wonderfulness that you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WMCA. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That's MyPillow.com or 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back. Kevin McCullough, always glad to have you with us. Uh, We've got a lot that we're going to still cover on uh, today's broadcast, but I want to spend just a few more minutes with uh, Gloria Garces of Nonagon uh, Enterprises and all that she does. Nonagon is a nine-sided uh, uh, geometrical shape. I didn't know this. I'm not smart enough to know this. She told me that, but she she inter- interacts in nine different areas of industry and life, and that's uh, what is the basis for her uh, corporation and what she does and why she does it. Uh, Gloria, we were talking about your recent visit to Israel, and I feel like it's important for particularly American leaders to go and to do what you've done. Uh, Governor Huckabee told me just a few weeks ago he did the same thing. Um, and I think it's important for us to continue to do that and continue to tell the story here. And I'm curious, knowing your 
interest in public policy and you're not neutral when it comes to the elections you you are pro-american you advocate for people that are um, insanely pro-american you want to make sure that america does what we should do uh, on the world stage as well i'm curious as to with what you saw how you're measuring what you're hearing from the presidential candidates uh, as we are now in the full you know fledged through a throes of another election cycle uh, what what are you hearing from them? Uh, are they saying enough about Israel? Is there more that needs to be done? What's your advice to those that are running for office this year? Well, I think more than ever, it's become evident that the United States support of Israel is imperative, not only for Israel, but for the United States and for the, the West in general. You know, before you you did your last at the end of your last segment, you were talking about that word, the West, and many people you listen to the West and they don't understand that there's a certain region in the world where they see us different. Not only do they see us differently, but, you know, in any of the groups that are backed by Iran, you know, we are the big Satan and Israel is the little Satan. And I think it is important that our leaders understand that if the West, I mean, I'm sorry, if Israel goes, the West goes. Hmm. You know, Israel is that first line of defense and that it's extremely important for us and for the United States to continue supporting Israel. You know, I know that it is less and less popular to support Israel, particularly because of what we're seeing in social media. You know, the the anti-Israel sentiment is growing by the second. So I applaud those of you, including you, Kevin, who are courageous enough to tell the truth and to not continue repeating lots of, you know, slogans and, and lies and half-truths that are just steering people in the wrong direction and in many ways very anti-American direction. Um, so I think it is important that our leaders understand that it is time that we not only continue providing Israel the aid that it needs, but give, give Israel the freedom to make those tough decisions they need to do and to finish the job for all of us. You know, it's a very difficult situation. What we're seeing right now, it's something that it's extremely complex. And I was actually in Israel for five days at the INSS, which is the International, uh, the Institute of National Security Studies, the University of Tel Aviv, listening and talking, having personal dialogues with the experts, the people that are advising the government right now, and just hearing what's happening. And I think that, you know, Israel likes to say, you know, we can do this, we will win. Yes, but you know what? They need the support of the United States. We need it more than anything. And I think if us in the United States understand that by supporting Israel, we're truly supporting ourselves, everything would be different. I think we need to see the bigger picture. What is the safest thing for the United States that is to support Israel? Well, that's well said. And I think that the values of the West, uh, which have typically been um, different than those that have been subjected to um, socialism, communism, uh, the progressive, regressive uh thoughts of what we often refer to as the left um i i think that by contrast we we have to we have to continue to live those values out and there is no one else in the middle east that will do that um everybody that neighbors israel is a tyrant uh they are they are people that would like to see israel gone i will say that the abraham accords that were passed by the trump administration and their new relationships at least on the business level that some of those countries have in the middle east are the types of things we want to see the entire middle east adopt but right now iran is such a bad actor and they have such bad intentions um it's going to be it's going to be very rough to see any development come out of that um, for a long time um Gloria Garces, appreciate you so much. Thank you for being with us, and we are going to have you back soon. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kevin, for this opportunity, and again, for the work you do. And I keep on saying it. Kevin has one of the best voices out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming back from Times Square. Don't go anywhere. We're just having a little fun. Embark on an extraordinary cruise this fall with Alistair Begg. Immerse yourself in vibrant autumn colors and serene landscapes for seven life-changing days of spiritual renewal from rugged Maine to the European charm of Quebec City. 
you'll encounter natural beauty and a region steeped in history. Imagine evenings under the stars sharing stories and making new friends while exploring charming villages, scenic lighthouses, and historic sites during the day. You'll also savor fresh seafood and delicious lobster. Join us for a journey that will refresh your soul and draw you closer to God with Alistair Begg and Salem Media on the Deeper Faith Canada and New England Cruise. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or book online at deeperfaithcruise.com. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. It's long past time for Congress to act to investigate the arguable incapacitation of the president. Americans have long known what Democrats and their enablers and elite media refuse to admit, that Joe Biden has entered a cognitive decline that renders him unfit for office. Robert Hur exposed the three-year cover-up by the White House, Democrats, and media in his special counsel report. Hur warned that Biden lacks the mental competence to demonstrate criminal intent beyond a reasonable doubt. In the same week, Biden told Democrat donors on three occasions that he'd spoken with two foreign leaders during his presidency who had died years before he took office. The White House and Democrats immediately went on offense to push back. Biden held a press conference in which he confused Egypt with Mexico and shouted at reporters for asking about his competence. The House needs to subpoena her and get the transcripts of Biden's interviews. Let's find out who's lying to whom about a clearly incapable president. I'm Ed Morrissey. Listen to the Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570 The Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. This President's Day, honor the legacy that shaped America with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. At AMAC, we celebrate the courage and leadership that built our nation. In honor of President's Day, enjoy our exclusive sale. Become a five-year AMAC member for just $35. That's right, $35 for a five-year membership. As a member, enjoy benefits tailored for mature Americans. Resources, exclusive discounts, trusted news, games, sweepstakes, and a powerful voice for your rights. Join us in honoring our nation's leaders. Visit amac.us forward slash president for this special President's Day offer during the month of February. Seize the opportunity to become part of a community valuing the experience, wisdom, and principles that make America strong. Head to amac.us forward slash president and secure your five-year membership for $35 today. AMAC, better for you, better for America. Happy President's Day from the Association of Mature American Citizens. Visit amac.us forward slash president now. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back to the news desk in New York. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, We are always um, trying to think through the issues of the day in the most helpful way, most pragmatic way possible. And uh, some of the great voices across America that help us do that have insights on things that uh, we really uh, sometimes we don't want to miss. We want to make sure we don't miss. And Carol Markowitz, writer for the New York Post, podcast host for the Carol Markowitz Show, which you can get anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, and best-selling author of Stolen Youth, uh, a must-read in this election cycle. Uh, Carol Markowitz rejoins us. Carol, welcome. Good to see you. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. In your last piece for the Post, you went 
pretty hard after what should happen to the migrants that um, are running rampant, creating havoc um, in places like Times Square uh, and elsewhere. Um, you, you're saying what I think a lot of Americans are thinking, but what is your opinion as to why the authorities aren't doing more to stop the action? Well, the problem is that the authorities in places like New York are all Democrats. And even the ones that we think of as sort of more sane, like the mayor or even the governor, which I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, but they get that reputation of being more moderate. Um, they still have the leftist base that they have to contend with. So they have this base that wants open borders. And, you know, when I say leftist base, people can, you know, think of like the anarchist, you know, types in the streets, the, the Antifa types. Sure, that exists. But Chuck Schumer wants to legalize everybody who's in the country illegally. Everybody, not like some portion, not the kids who were born here to, you know, parents who came here illegally. Everybody. So when I say leftist base, I'm, I want people to think of somebody like Chuck Schumer, who doesn't want us to have any border, doesn't want us to have any laws in our immigration system. So the Kathy Hochul's and the Mayor Adams of the world have to deal with those people frequently. So what they face is they have to dance around what we would consider a really obvious solution which is deporting immediately any criminals in who commit crimes here. I think that's so obvious. Um, you know, I visited Grand Cayman a number of years ago, and I remember, you know, talking to a waiter there, and it was like they were, we were discussing what, what their policies were on drug use. And he said any tourist caught using drugs on Grand Cayman is immediately driven to the airport and deported. They don't even want you in their prison system. They're like, you know what, we don't even need to arrest you. Let's just get you on your and get you out of here <laughs> that's what we call swift justice um and it's it's certainly not something that you see uh in the states and you talk about the divide between kind of the common sense democrat and the um and the, and the left you know mayor adams has taken it a little bit from the administration for saying that his city is full and he doesn't have any more room for people um but I just want to say about that, about Mayor Adams, he has been criticized by the administration. But I want to point out to your, to your listeners and your watchers that he never said stop the border, you know, right. stop the border crossings, close the border. Let's do something about our border. No, what he's saying is I need more money. If you want me to continue this process where I just take in the migrants and feed them and clothe them and house them and everything. I need more money. So really, it's just a money push for him. It's not about doing the right thing policy-wise. And I hate that he gets credit for being the sane voice when he completely isn't. Well, he certainly didn't say anything for a long time. And in fact, doubled down on sanctuary status and other things. Um, but I think at some point, the headache does become a reality because there are so many people and he doesn't have any place left to put them. And when he when he tries to sneakily put them across the street from a Catholic private school on Staten Island, people find out about it and they go nuts. Um, yeah. So there is a there is a certain degree of accountability that's being held. But I want to I want to go back to this idea. You were talking about the the situation when you talked to that waiter in Grand Cayman, and we had worse than that. We had nine Venezuelan migrants literally beat the hooey out of. Um, two of NYPD's finest in Times Square. And before you could get the paperwork done, they're back out, mm -hmm. not just on the street. Mm -hmm. They're shooting the middle finger to the news cameras that are walking by saying, no speak English. Right. Uh, like there's such an arrogance mm -hmm. to the idea that not only that they're going to be here, but that they're not going to feel bad about anything that they do that's wrong. And Carol, Nine million people have come across this border, of which a good percent of them are these young men's ages and have, I would guess, a similar intent to what these young men are. Is there any concern in your thinking right now that we have a, a small military-sized group of people here that wish us harm? I'm deeply concerned about it. It's, in fact, I would say that the two things that I worry about 
um, politically right now is what's going on in Israel and what's going on at our border. And that's all I want to kind of write about and talk about because I think that that those things are actually very connected. Um, Kurt Schlichter, I haven't read it yet, but he has a new book out where he, he describes a scenario that we all fear, which is terrorists coming across our borders, staging attacks on various soft targets, you know, places where people congregate, and what would happen to an America that allows this to happen. Uh, Glenn Reynolds from Instapundent covered this this week on his Substack, also an amazing read. Um, what would what would happen to us? What would happen to all of our institutions and neighborhoods, etc.? I think all of this is so scary, and we need to take it so seriously. And I, I know that you know this, but just to remind your readers, I came to America as a refugee. I just want people to understand that what we have going on is not a refugee crisis. I didn't have the option. Our family didn't just hop on a flight, you know, from the Soviet Union and come to America. We were allowed into Italy, where we were allowed to apply for refugee status at a variety of countries, and the one that let you in is the one that let you in. It's not like hi, here I am, take care of me. And the countries that did let us in, we would have to promise not to take public funds. We would have to promise that there would be somebody there to collect us and to make sure that we weren't a drain on the social safety net. Mm -hmm. What we have going on right now, you have a really scary situation where we have no control. Well, Carol Markowitz taking some time out for us. I'm so grateful. Your time is very valuable. And you, um, your insights on this, I do hold in kind of unique status because of your story. And I hope that Americans start thinking more along these lines because we are running out of time to stop that next disaster. Carol Markowitz, reader in the post, watch her, uh, listen to her on that uh, on the Carol Markowitz show. I started to say that Carol show. I, I just <laughs> can't Carol get the, that thing out of my that. head. That's right. And um, we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin McCullough coming right back from the news desk in New York. Don't go away. I'm Kevin Cottrell here with Dan Buttafuoco, one of our good friends of the radio station, and uh, he has been an attorney. Dan, how many years now? Forty-one years. And you recently settled your one hundred and thirty-sixth million-dollar case. That's pretty amazing. Yes, thank God, Kevin. We've been really fortunate. We've got a staff of twenty-four people, which is committed to serving the needs of the seriously injured people due to medical malpractice, product liability, or just a simple car accident. We handle it all. We've grown. We're now in fifty states. Many of these people are pretty seriously injured and uh, really need that money to exist and have some quality of life. Call but if you go and associates at 800 now heard and have them evaluate your case. That's 800-669-4878-800 now hurt. But if you go and associates cares that you get the best results. They don't take the easy way or the easy money. They fight for the maximum benefit. 800 now hurt. But if you go and associates 800-669-4878-800 now hurt. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. With us, very special guest, Michael E. McMahon, the district attorney from Staten Island. Many law enforcement officials have been sounding alarm about the new criminal justice laws that will go into effect. Can you discuss your major concerns in the areas of discovery and bail reform? Sure. If someone burgles a house on Monday night and it would be released the next day, could do it again on Tuesday night to another home and it could be found in his or her pocket a picture of my home playing for Thursday night the judge has to let that person go because burglary is not a violent crime so what the legislature did is it tied the hands of judges excuse me for a second I'm going to be sick New York State is open for criminals it's reaching out with Gregory Floyd Saturday afternoons at 430 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM the mission WMCA Want more AM570 The Mission? Go to am570themission.com to listen live, tune into podcasts, sign up for events, learn about our advertisers, join the fan club, and more. That's am570themission.com. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Final few minutes on Kevin McCullough Radio. Thank you for being with us. Uh, everything related to what I do, thatkevinshow.com, thatkevinshow.com. 
Uh, if you want to get the coffee mug, we've got those in store, thatkevinstore.com, thatkevinstore.com. And uh, we've got the sweatshirts and the other things as well. So I hope that you'll check it out and join us. Um, and we're here seven days a week. You know, we've got the daily radio shows. We've got the weekend television show uh, and everything in between. So I, I hope that uh, you'll stay with us. Tonight or this afternoon, uh, the final thought here. You may have heard about the IDF going into Rafah uh, to uh, rescue those two Israeli hostages. And, man, if you read the story, it reads like uh, an episode of, you know, 24 or Homeland or <laughs> pick pick your favorite um, terrorist thriller series. It, 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 it was a daring raid with very, very tight precision execution where they go in. The only collateral damage that is done by the IDF are the terrorists holding the hostages and they get them out and they get them on a helicopter and they get them back to Israel safely. And the footage that you've seen of the families welcoming them home to Israeli soil, it's just really heartwarming. But I wanted to touch on one element of this story because Ben Shapiro uh, put on um, X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, that Biden, just before the IDF did this, Biden was warning Israel not to go into Rafah. That, um, you know, that civilians were going to get killed and that there's no way that they could do this. And, you know, you're going to be a bad people if you go into Rafah. And immediately the IDF promptly goes in and saves the two hostages. Ben Shapiro says the problem isn't just that the president is senile. It's that he's always been foolish. On nearly every decision he's ever made related to foreign policy. Uh, Ed Morsi at Hot Air, one of uh, Salem Media's publications, said um, Biden's demand that Israel all but halt their operations in a march on Gaza last significant Gaza stronghold has turned into complete buffoonery. Why would we, why would the American president tell Israel? When they're on the cusp of getting victory over the animals that attacked them on October 7th, why would they tell them not to do it? When that is ultimately what needs to be done to keep Israel safe in the days to come. Just really crazy, but congratulations to the IDF on getting these two hostages and for the families that get to be reunited with their loved ones. You can't, you can't describe the joy that they're no doubt feeling at this very moment and uh, i'm thankful for it and i hope that israel continues to do what is necessary to protect its people going forward and i hope that they get the rest of the hostages out um evil exists friends and if you didn't believe that before october 7th surely the events of that day demonstrate it pretty clearly i'm kevin mccullough we'll see you next time